And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio. And if you are watching live on YouTube or Facebook and you tuned into the first half of tonight's show, I thank you for sticking with me and coming back for part two. And if you were listening to part one on any audio platform of your choosing, well, I certainly thank you for that. And I thank you for sticking around and downloading part two. So let's see what we have here in the live chat as far as questions. And this one's from Brian Brown. It's a comment. And he says, well, when TJ Watt is playing healthy, the Steelers do a lot better. They certainly do. He is their franchise now. And word out of practice on Friday was that Watt was a participant. And and according to him, he's ready to go for Sunday. And so is Alex Highsmith, who's also on the – the injury report. So that's good. Uh, especially for TJ Watt. They, they, you know, they, they need him to, to wreak havoc on a, on a play in and play out basis in order to have a real chance to, to win games. So yes, TJ Watt practiced Alex Highsmith practiced. I believe Joe Hayden, who's been out for a month with some kind of injury. He practiced. So hopefully he'll be able to play on Sunday. So that should bo- that should bode well for the Steelers defense, uh, and it's going to be a tough order, a tall order, I should say, against Tennessee. Derrick Henry might not be in there, but there's still a top five rushing offense even without Derrick Henry. So, yeah, to have your defense uh, at, as as close to full strength as possible uh, for that game is going to going to be paramount to to winning. So. Let's see what else we have here. Ryan O'Toole says he wants to see, as far as the final month, he wants to see Ben uh, continue to move up the record books. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, you know, uh, he's definitely he's already solidified himself among the best of all time, both uh, statistically and in terms of wins, losses, and in terms of uh, Super Bowl success. I mean, if, if he would win a third Super Bowl before he retires, which seems like a stretch at this point, he'd be in rarefied air. So the fact that he already has two, he's still in select company. So yeah, over the final month, let's see um, Ben sort of uh, move up the record books. And that, you know, that would be something. And I said this on, when I recorded the, my wish list for the Steelers down the stretch, it'd be nice to see the big guy get hot, uh, one final time over the last four games and really put on an offensive show. And it might be a lot to ask for a 39 year old, especially somebody who struggled as much as, as Roethlisberger has over the past year or so. But wouldn't it be nice if he got as hot for a one, one month stretch as he's shown in at the end of games in LA and, and against the Vikings last week, if he got, if he got that hot, game in and game out and stayed that way for the final month uh, of his career, that, that would be great. And would probably uh, certainly boost the Steelers' chances of making the playoffs. So let's hope for that, for, for Big Ben. And Evan Gallus says, just about every team the Steelers needed to lose has lost. Uh, 
they need the, the Bengals, Browns, and Ravens to lose this week. And I think they all have a, a decent chance of losing. If you're simply talking about uh, the chances of winning the uh, AFC North, the Bengals play the Broncos. As I said earlier, the Browns play the Raiders. The Raiders stink, but the, but the uh, Browns are dealing with COVID. And, of course, the Ravens are playing the uh, Packers. So if all three teams lose and the Steelers win – well, uh, let's see. They would be seven and seven. The Bengals and the Browns. The Ravens would be eight and six. So Pittsburgh would be in second place. Can you imagine that going from last place to second place? And who knows what that would do to their odds of making the playoffs with three games left. So, but I'd take a couple of losses from those three teams this week. You know, obviously, I want the Ravens to lose. I'm actually counting on that since they're playing the Packers. Uh, but you know, if the Bengals lost or if the Browns lost and the other team won. Well, I'd still be pretty, I'd still feel pretty good. But here's the thing if you're just simply talking about wild card, no matter what happens this week, as far as the Browns and the Bengals are concerned, uh, if the Steelers win, they're going to boost their playoff odds. They just are because whether it's the Browns or the Raiders that lose, it's going to help the Steelers. Whether it's the Bengals or the Broncos that lose, it's going to help the Steelers in terms of the wild card spot. So, but Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh has to take care of business themselves and find a way to beat the Titans, which is not going to be easy, even without Derrick Henry. So, uh, but I have a good feeling about this week's game. I said that before, but I, I really uh, do have a good feeling about, about uh, Sunday against the Titans. And this is one is from Christopher 11, and he says, or he asks, Hey, Tony, how great is it to see a Steelers cornerback get multiple picks in the same game? Shades of Woodson. Uh, I don't know about Woodson, but maybe maybe uh, Shea Townsend. Uh, but it was a good, it was a good um, uh, game by, uh, he's talking about Killer Witherspoon against the Vikings. And, and that certainly, despite everybody being angry at, the, at, the, at him and the rest of the defense, uh, celebrating that interception, at least the first one when it was 29 7, that did spark a comeback. And uh, Witherspoon, despite being basically uh, persona non grata his entire time here after Pittsburgh traded for him near the end of training camp, he's really come on in the last few weeks and he's now the starter in place of James Pierre. So uh, if if Joe Hayden can come back this week and you have your top three corners being Hayden, Witherspoon, and Cam Sutton, well, that would uh, I think that would that would strengthen the secondary. So I don't know, I don't know if it's shades of Woodson, but it's definitely encouraging to see a guy of that pedigree. And and Witherspoon was a former what third round pick, not that long ago. It, it's great to see him coming on and maybe he can be an X factor for the defense down the stretch. Kathy Ford asks, did Ben practice today? I don't know, but I don't, uh, he wasn't on the injury report. So whether he practiced or not, I, I don't think it matters. Uh, he's going to play on Sunday. And Cherry, uh, Jerry, Cherry band who does a great job 
uh, providing us with music for our podcast. Uh, you always, he's the guy, you, he's the band you always hear in and out of our, our, each and every one of our podcasts on the audio side. And he says, it seems obvious we've been slumming without Hayden. Yeah, Hayden's their best uh, cornerback. And he's been their best cornerback since he's been here. Even though he's, what, 32, 33 years old now, he's still their best cornerback. That's both a compliment to him and an <laughs> indictment to their ch- of their chances, of their abilities to develop corners. But, yeah, having Joe Hayden back, assuming he comes back this Sunday, that's going to be a huge boost for that secondary. Evan Gullis says, I just want to win games and make the playoffs. I, I, I agree with you there, Evan. I certainly want that too. Christopher Levin says of, of uh, the, the three quarterback uh, Super Bowl, or I'm sorry, the three Super Bowl quarterback club, only four other quarterbacks have three or more rings, elite club. And he's talking about Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, and who's the other one? Gosh, can't believe I, I can't believe I drew a blank on on the fourth one. But yeah, uh, it, it's rarefied air to win three Super Bowl rings. And I don't know if Ben's going to get there. It doesn't look like he's going to get there. But to even have a chance at that is uh, pretty special and pretty rare for an NFL quarterback. So Ben's already in select company, even without uh, being a three-time Super Bowl winner. And Brian Brown says, I didn't realize Jamar Jones, he was the darling of uh, this past preseason, the outside linebacker. I didn't realize he was signed by the Rams. I wonder the Steelers have no depth. Are other teams rated our practice squad? Well, that's the, uh, the danger of keeping players on a practice squad. Even you can't keep everybody. Sometimes you got to risk uh, exposing these guys to the practice squad and, and hope they uh, – they make it through the season, but I mean, you can't fault a player like Jones for, uh, for, you know, if he's, if he's uh, picked up by a, a team and, and put on their 53 man roster, that's everybody's dream. That's every young player's dream. So I certainly don't fault him for that, but even the Steelers, I mean, what can you do? There's only so many, there's only so many uh, players you can put on the, on the, uh, the 53 man roster. And sometimes you have to, sacrifice a uh, or at least expose a good player to the uh to the possibilities of uh of uh being up uh, on waivers all right what else we have here and this is from brian brown who's been an active member tonight. Do you think the Steelers will have success success throwing the ball? Tennessee doesn't have the greatest pass defense. I mean, the way things have been going with them in 2021, I think eventually they'll have success as the game goes on. Do I anticipate them having success right from the very beginning? No, because that's the, that's been their MO all year is starting off slow on offense and then picking up, picking it up down the stretch. But you're right. Tennessee doesn't have a great defense. So, you know, maybe this is the game that Pittsburgh's offense starts out hot. And when was the last time that happened? 
Has it happened at all this year? I can't think of one game where they've really started out hot. You know, I, I think to me that would help. It, 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 it would solve so many problems for them if they started out hot on offense. It would help the defense. It would help uh, Big Ben's confidence, maybe even Matt Canada's confidence. So that's something we haven't seen yet this year is a hot start. Maybe maybe we'll have that on Sunday against a very good Titans team. And this is one this one is from Steeler Chick 46 who says who asks, who will have more yards Sunday? Najee Harris on the ground or Deontay Johnson receiving? I'm gonna go with Deontay Johnson receiving. Because as Brian just mentioned, the Titans don't have the greatest uh, secondary. And, you know, it just seems to me like this offense really isn't going to click over the final month unless it's in Ben Roethlisberger's hands. And if it's in his hands, then he's going to want to call more passing than he, than he is running. So I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson. And Steeler Chick 46 says starting out slow on offense equals bad offensive planning. That's right. That's what I said the other day. I think that's what I said last Friday. Why is it, you know, you have all week the game plan. Why is it that week in and week out your game plan doesn't work? And by the end of the game, you have to have Roethlisberger sort of improvising and 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 taking over the offense, you know. So clearly Whatever uh, game planning they're doing, Matt Canada is doing, it's just not working. And it shouldn't be, you know, each and every week, the offense shouldn't start off as slow as it, as it does. So to me, that's an indictment of him. And one of the reasons why he was brought in here is to make the offense less predictable, make it more potent. And yet we've seen the exact opposite of that with Matt Canada. So there you go. Clarence Washington says, I expect Najee Harris to have a big game. Wouldn't that be something? And wouldn't it be something if he had not just a big game, but a big run? We haven't seen that's one thing we haven't seen from, from him yet is one of those uh, 60, 70 yard runs. Now, granted, he, he doesn't really have that kind of speed. And you rarely saw, saw that from Le'Veon Bell during his heyday. But still, it, it, it would be nice to see him. Uh, 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 put out a have a have a great a, a big run in, in the game. I think that would be be a treat for the fans. Evan Gullis asks, how long is Kevin Dotson out? Well, he's still on IR. And last I heard, he doesn't seem like he's close to coming back. So I'm guessing he'll be out at least another couple weeks. And there's only four games left. So you know those high ankle sprains is which is what he suffered those are not easy to come back from in a short time span. So yeah, I don't expect Dotson to be back uh, probably until the last couple games, if that. Christopher 11 says of the Vikings, the performance against the Vikings last Thursday night, Something was off kilter the first half of the Minnesota game. 
Our defense looks so flat. Hopefully they, they got rid of all their cobwebs and we can get on a consistent roll. Yeah, well, a lot of that, you know, has to do with personnel. And I've said this on each and every one of my shows. And, you know, if you don't have stuff on to it, if you don't have Tyson Alulu on the line alongside Cam Hayward, well, you better have some magnificent youngster waiting in the wings to take their place. And clearly they don't have that right now. And Isaiah Bugs, Carlos Davis, uh, Henry Mondo, Isaiah Loudermilk, they don't have that kind of guy. Chris Wormley, who's a solid uh, veteran. He's starting now and, and because of the injuries, but you know, he's not a dynamic player. Whereas those guys, especially to it when he was, when he is healthy and, and, mo- and, and motivated and, and on a roll, those guys are all pro players, and it's hard to it's hard to replace those kind of guys, uh, and have have the uh, their backups match them in the uh, performance department. Brian Brown says, I hope the Steelers try to block some more kicks. That's gone well this season. If nothing else has, that's true. Um, Miles Killebrew, uh, you know, he's not a great defensive back, even though he's a defensive back by trade. He's a special teams demon. And, uh, you know, Jordan Dangerfield was that for them as a safety for a number of years, but it's clear that Killebrew is a step above. He's a, he's a major improvement in, in the, in the uh, special team specialist department. And we've seen them utilize Killebrew in the, how many, punt, how many block punts did he had? At least two. So, yeah, uh, that's definitely a, a wild card for them during games is, is especially with this offense struggling the way it has all year. Uh, you know, we saw it against the Bills, how Killebrew blocked the punt, and that was that proved to be the difference in the game. We saw it against the, what the uh, Chargers a number of weeks ago, where his uh, fourth quarter blocked punt helped get them get back in the game and actually take the lead in the at the end before uh, surrendering the lead. So it's been a it's been a great year in that regard. I mean, Killebrew might be their biggest their best free agent pickup. So. Maybe he has a couple more in them this year. And Steelers Chick 46 says the Steelers looked exhausted at the beginning of the Minnesota game. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not easy to, to play uh, on four days rest after a, an emotional game, a physical game against the uh, hated Ravens, your biggest rival. But that is, it is what it is. Every NFL team has to go through it. And it was unfortunate that Pittsburgh's uh, Thursday night game came against came after such a high profile and intense divisional matchup. But it is what it is. And this is from Clarence Washington. He asked, "Why did they trust?" or use Ray Ray McLeod so much and have Anthony Miller on the practice squad when he gets a chance. The one play he had a chance, he looked good. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 
Uh, Ray Ray's been around for a while. Um, the thing about practice squad players and backups and rarely used players is, you know, just because they they flash once or twice when they get a chance, it doesn't mean they necessarily have what it takes to do the job on a regular basis. I think I think Ray Ray's a decent enough return specialist, and he's you know average at receiver. Anthony Anthony Miller might have more talent there, so um, perhaps that's that's something that, you know, they could utilize him a role they can utilize him in, in, in the near future. But I don't think their problems are that great at receiver, even though they're missing Juju. I think they have talent there in, in Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and James Washington. I think it's just a matter of finding uh, something in the offense that actually works. And so far through what 13 games that they, they haven't been able to find a, a, a rhythm on offense. And and I, I don't think one receiver is going to help that at all. Especially somebody who's on the practice squad. And Brian Brown asked, what's the deal with Ebron? And well, he had surgery. I think it was on his knee. I think he might be out for the rest of the year, but he's definitely, he definitely had major surgery recently. That's why we haven't seen him. So that's, that's what the, that's the deal with Eric Ebron. Chick <laughs> 46 says we need to play Renegade at the start of the game. Maybe that will help. Well, some people think that that uh, that hurts them when they play at any point in the game. But I'm up for anything at this point. Six, six, and one with a month to go. You're in the thick of the playoff race, even though it doesn't feel like it. Whatever it takes, that's what I say. Christopher Eleven says uh, Steelers should be well rested after mini bye week. No excuses. Well, I mean, you could use some excuses, and that's that they're not that great. They're not that great of a team. That could be one excuse. And Tennessee's awfully good, but uh, I do look for them to to come out firing on on. Uh, I don't say all cylinders, but I think they should come out pretty intense on Sunday. It's going to be Ben Roethlisberger's second to last home game, presumably. So maybe that'll uh, prove the motivation enough uh, to get off to a hot start and maybe uh, coast to an easy win. We'll see. We'll see. You know, again, the Titans are really, really good. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Sunday's game, even though I might not be able to see it because of work. I'm still looking forward to, uh, the result. And this one is from uh, Montcus S. Tony, how much money would you need to be paid to take the field for the Steelers for a game? Is 500K enough to get you out there for a game? 500,000. Montcus S. With my debt, I'd take maybe a half that, maybe even a quarter of that to go out there and play a game. Would I be putting my life at risk? Maybe, but I would just use the sidelines as my friend. Pay me six figures, and I'll go out there. Even at the age of 49, I don't care. It would really, as long as I could pay off my debt, I'd be happy. So thank you for that. That's pretty cool. All right. 
Christopher 11, just like Cower did in 2005, take one game at a time and treat each like a single elimination. That proved to be the winning formula. Yeah, although that team also proved to be much more talented. I mean, it was one of the, you know, that, that the core of that team won two Super Bowls and made it to three in six years. Or else I'm not so sure that this Steelers team is that talented. I, I don't actually, I, I'm almost positive it isn't. And people forget how good that 05 team actually was. You know, uh, they, they talk about them going from seven and five and going on an eight game winning streak. But the year before, they were 15 and one in the regular season. And then that year, 05, they were seven and two at one point before injuries really caught up to them. And, that, and that's how they lost three games in a row. That was a damn good Steelers team. Whereas, you know, this team is on its best day, okay. You know, so. But it would be nice. I mean, Cower had that uh, us against the world uh, thing going at, for, for the 05 team. And he also did it in 95. He, they were three and four. They had just lost to the, to, well, to the Jaguars. And then they, lost, they got blown out at home by the Bengals on Thursday night football. Ironically enough, they were three and four. And he said, this is a nine game season. And they actually won all but one game down the stretch. And that was a meaningless game. And Yancey Thigpen had the uh, game winning touchdown in his mitts with uh, seconds left. And they, and he dropped it and it didn't really matter. They had their second seed sewn up. So it didn't cost them anything, but then they went on a roll and all the way to the Super Bowl before losing. So, uh, he did. It, he he turned it into a nine-game uh, season that year. In 05, he did the whole uh, the playoffs for now thing, and it worked. So, yeah. But the key in both cases is is Cower had uh, superior teams in terms of talent than this 2021 edition. So, all right. On that note, I think I've rambled on long enough and I've answered your questions and I'm happy with, with our, our participation. I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm falling asleep. It's 10, 16. I got to get up for work tomorrow. I had a fun time talking with you guys tonight and uh, I hope it's a great weekend and I hope the Steelers uh, give us something great to talk about next week in, in, in the uh, form of a, uh, of a exciting win over the uh, Titans. I predicted, you'll see this uh, in our prediction article, I predicted they're going to win in overtime. So hold me to it. But uh, I'll talk to you again on Monday on The Hangover with Brian and uh, Shannon White. Until then, uh, have a great weekend and go Steelers. Good night, everybody. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.